1: Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co host, Arthur Stone, and with me, looking so pretty, is your co host, Andy Hart. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in to the Mr. Bunker Conspiracy <laughs> Time Podcast Hour here on your AM radio dial, where we're playing all the hits for lovemaking from the 70s, 80s, 90s, today, and especially. 1969. And the future. We have the music from the future. We have the music from the future that you need to get it on. Andy, it's funny that you bring up those years and also talk about the future, because today's topic is a topic that spans those years when it was supposed to be, uh, when it was supposed to be enacted. Right. And it might still happen one day in the future. <laughs> Yeah. We don't know. You're, we don't know. We are talking about the Mayan calendar. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 John Cusack's not here yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, we're talking about Project Bluebeam. Uh, which I feel like should make a sound like.
0: Phew,
1: That's what a blue beam sounds like. That's what me. a blue beam sounds like. This this topic, listeners, uh, kind of steals from every other conspiracy big-name conspiracy topic on the planet? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're talking harp weather control technology. We're talking about UFOs. We're talking about New World Order Illuminati stuff. Uh We're talking about MKUltra mind-reading control programs. I mean, we're talking about satanic cults. We're talking about it all, Andy. This is a synthesis of so many other conspiracy elements. It's crazy. And, um... It's a great one, listeners. So if you enjoy all that kind of stuff, you're going to love today's episode. And if you enjoy Andy and I, well, you're going to love it anyway. We're <laughs> just cute little rascals. <laughs> Andy, uh, if listeners yeah. want to jump straight to that topic, though, oh, maybe, sure. they, maybe they're busy and they just want to get straight to the research. Yeah, I get it, listeners. <laughs> what should they do? Hey, listeners, you know what you should do? You should go into the show notes, uh, regardless of podcasting app. Check the show notes. Look for the timestamp. Then slide your slider on your device for this podcast to the specified timestamp. Then you can dive right into the research and skip the bits before. Yeah, we, we, we like to, Andy and I like to do a little intro before we get into the research. And um, we like to talk about how the titular Mr. Bunker captured us this week Mm -hmm. and Andy, this week's no different. (laughs) It is strangely the same. You're here. I'm here. Here we are again. Uh, Tell me, Andy. Yeah. Riddle me. How did you get captured? Art, I am known, uh, I think, to you and to probably the community of listeners here as a bit of a foodie. Yeah, true. You Uh, like to eat? I like to eat. I like to cook. I like to eat. Other people's cooking? Uh... I enjoy food and I like food. And uh being a foodie means that um you uh you know I think what it means is that you're you're always on the pursuit for uh you know a great flavor, a delicious dish to eat. Um so uh lately I uh have become you know just Enamored with the idea after seeing uh, numerous commercials on television of uh, of of heading to uh, one of uh, one of this country's very underrated um, uh, restaurants, uh, Applebee's, and oh, uh, underrated, underrated, yeah, huh, uh, okay, and, and uh, helping myself to uh, this the special that's ongoing, uh, all you can eat riblets. And chicken fingers and French fries. You love I'm a bit of a foodie. Getting the and scraps that people have designed to be some sort of delicacy like riblets or rib ends or uh, chicken fingers. The chicken best wings. the best part of any animal is the bone and the gristle. <laughs> and I think more true than ever with uh, rib ends, probably one of the biggest scams the amount of meat you're getting is just uh you know yeah i love sucking on bones though and <laughs> uh chicken fingers yeah i mean all Sugar day wings long, yeah like drop it in a bucket mm-hmm. um french fries oh hook me up so hook me up baby you know uh i headed over to my local applebees and uh i i decided to to get the the all you can eat riblets and chicken fingers and french fries that's right the new and, special. And I and I told the server, I said, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Because I haven't eaten for two hours, and Does I am Does this famished. look like a man who, who had, had all he, he could, could eat? <laughs> uh, thank you, Lionel Hutz. Uh, rest in peace, Phil Hartman. And I said, keep it coming. And let me tell you, this server did not disappoint. Uh, I'm sitting there, face and hands and shirt and pants, Smeared with barbecue sauce, uh, and ketchup and honey mustard. Uh gotta have a lot of dipping sauces. For you gotta. You, I mean, you can't just stuff. have like one. What if you're not feeling the honey mustard? Maybe yeah. you know, you want some ranch or you want yeah. some uh Polynesian sauce or some mm-hmm. kind of uh uh zesty buffalo. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm dipping and dunking my way through this meal and okay. uh they just keep the baskets coming. And, uh, you know, before I know it, I mean, I guess they were bringing them faster than... I mean, I probably should have specified you could just wait until I, like, finish. Uh, Like a Brazilian steakhouse, you flip a card, more meat. So they just keep bringing the baskets over. Mm -hmm. So eventually the table, I mean, it's stacked with baskets of riblets and baskets of chicken fingers and baskets of fries. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Like, this... This is really all I can eat. And so I'm diving into some more uh, crispy, juicy, succulent chicken tenders. And, uh, you know, the pile of baskets starts to rattle a little bit like it's shaking. Oh, that's weird. And I'm thinking, well, there's probably the servers on the other side, uh, you know, refilling my diet Pepsi and that's probably what it is not a diet dr pepper well they don't always have it on tap at mm-hmm. uh these establishments uh that would be my my choice um so i just think there's there's probably nothing to it and uh you know uh i just keep i just keep uh stuff in my face and uh the next thing i know the baskets uh like come to life there's there's a riblet man Oh, God. Standing there with chicken fingers <laughs> and uh, French fry hair, French French fry body hair, and it's all over too. Yeah, the French fries are all over. Okay, and there's a huge wad of French fries at the crotch. I mean, <laughs> got a good bush. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like a blooming onion. A large, yeah, a large wad of <laughs> French fries just sprawling out from the crotch, and a little treat, a little mozzarella stick peeking out. <laughs> <laughs> listeners guess what you and uh, you know, there's marinara on the tip so yeah. should sure see a doctor <laughs> riblet man pre-marinara <laughs> or post we so so riblet man uh rises up in his fury <laughs> and he uses his powers to spray me in barbecue sauce and pelt me with chicken tenders oh my god so I become sticky and delirious and delicious from head trauma and this hot oil splashing. Me oh no. <laughs> and then the, the coup de gras, he, he, uh, takes out a giant French fry. That's, that's hard as diamond and just bonks me on the noggin. And, and I get really woozy. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Bunker rushes in and he says some words in Latin and the riblet man just all falls apart. What? On the floor. And uh then Mr. Bunker scoops me up in a humongous uh, burlap sack and dumps that <laughs> into one of a giant Applebee's to go bag. And then his car is in the curbside pickup. Curbside pickup. Parking spot. And so he drops oh. me in there and drives drives me to the bunker. <laughs> oh my god. Ouch. <laughs> my <Well>. cheeks are- hurt. <laughs> Is everything okay? Oh, God. Jesus Christ, Andy. Oh, my God. He's like a warlock. Yeah. He conjured this riblet golem into existence. <laughs> he, com- he conjured a, uh, not a flesh golem, but a, a fast food golem or something. <laughs> a, a fresh a golem. Casual. Yeah. <laughs> a fast casual golem. Oh, my God. An apple behemoth. Yeah. Jesus, that's scary, Andy. Yeah, that was frightening. Wow, you dark magic. Yeah, dark magic is at play. Yeah, jeez. All at your local Applebee's. All your local. That's why you shouldn't go there. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a foodie. Go to Chili's. I'm a foodie. That kind of shit doesn't happen at Chili's. (laughs) Well, Chili's is on my list, two for ten. Yeah. (laughs) You're gonna go at two ten. Yeah. I'll see you there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go by myself and get like you know, every combination. (laughs) I like to tell the restaurants that I'm a food critic (laughs) so that they don't feel weird about it. But then I eat all of the things they bring me. (laughs) Aren't you worried that he's compromising the flavors? He had like 12 big Mike burgers and a full slab of ribs. No, no, no. Trust me. He told me he's one of the best in the city. (laughs) said he's a foodie repeatedly. Oh, God. Um, Wow, Andy, I got to say, dark magic is at play. I think Bunker did something. I think he's talking to some dark forces. I mean, today's topic deals with a satanic New Age religion plan. Yeah. I don't know what Bunker has gotten into. Yeah. But I was walking around having a little walk today. Yeah. At the corner of my eye, I saw what I thought looked like you. Oh. Now, Andy, listeners don't know this, but you know this. This isn't the first time we've spotted each other in the wild. It happens occasionally. I'll get on a train car, and all of a sudden, I'll see you in the back, slumped over, needles sticking out of your body. You know, the usual. <laughs> Every day, I go to acupuncture, and I, yep. I leave work with the needles still in. You, I'll see you sitting in the back on a crowded train full of people on the back seat with your legs spread wide open, your feet up in holsters like you're at a uh, OBGYN. Yeah. Um, And you're just, isn't it OBGYN? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what a gynecologist is, right? I mean, that's an obstetrician and a gynecologist. Mm. So you could have said gyno. Gyno. Uh, like you're at a gyno. Not like a know. Yeah, you gotta see that gyno I know. My gyno? My gyno. You know a gyno? I know a gyno. Anyway, sometimes I'll see you on the train, and it's always such a sweet little treat when you spot a friend in the wild, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. Oh. But whenever you spot me in the wild. It's sure, that's fine. Sure. My favorite move is I love to take a photo of you. And then send it to you. Yeah, to let you know that I'm watching you from the other side of the train, and I'm waiting for the people to clear out yeah. so that I can get to where you're at, and then stand in front of you. That's that's usually my cue, listeners, to get off the train. <laughs> Andy, this isn't your stop. You'll I'll say, and you'll say it is now, and I'll ignore you completely. <laughs> well, Andy, I was walking around and I thought I spotted you. Yeah, saw a man of your stature, mm, poor and guy, your size. With your gait. Wow. You have a very... Lilting gait. Yes, lilting. You have a very recognizable gait. Yeah. Much like an animator animating a cartoon walk cycle. Andy bobbles up and down, his hands flying in the wind. But you don't... You you go knuckle first. Yeah. You know? I'm a knuckler. You Yeah. And uh, you have a very flowy gait. You're fast. They call you Sonic. They yeah. call me Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> We're yet to find our tail. Our tails. Um... We're echidnas and hedgehogs. We don't have tails. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I thought I saw you. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm gonna play a little prank on my buddy Andy. I see him walking around. I'm gonna sneak up behind him and tap him on the shoulder. From the opposite side of his shoulder. Oh. Do one of those, then you have you flip around and look at me. If you did that to me for real, I would slap you. (laughs) Jeez, Andy, I forgot you have anger issues. Yeah, I do. And severe PTSD from being poked. I'm sorry for what the Pillsbury Doughboy made you do. Don't ever poke him on. (laughs) Oh, God. When he's just trying to exist. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I thought I saw you. And I was going to run up behind you. I ran up behind oh. what I thought was you. So I just, not, I thought this was clearly you. He's wearing a big purple polo. Mm-hmm. It sounds like me. And uh, it, it was definitely you. And so I ran up and I poke you, standing on the side of your shoulder, and you freeze. Yeah. What I think was you. All of a sudden, Andy, much like my, my enemy, the owl. Your head <laughs> turns 180 degrees. All right, my head doesn't do that. Just like in The exercise. I know your head doesn't do that for real. And he goes. And you turn around. This isn't Andy. This is some sort of evil. Like homonucleus. Some sort of evil being creature created from you and your your DNA. From my DNA? Your eyes were pearly white. Just like my real eyes. Yeah, but there were no pupils. Oh. And I could see weird seams along parts of your body, like you were some kind of... Stitched together? Stitched together flesh golem of of evil and dark forces. Jeez. I was frozen with fear. That's when I knew immediately this was a bunker trick. So this evil, this evil Golem captures me and grabs me in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bear hug, and then I'm wriggling, trying to get away, but I can't. It, it obviously imbued you with some sort of super strength. Don't refer to the Golem as me. And I Andy, I. It's so hard to tell. There's two. It's like two andies I can't tell which I'm one's real. I'm seeing double here. Four Andies. <laughs> I I couldn't tell Andy I couldn't tell it looked just like you but it dragged me all the way to the bunker I couldn't get away its uh, grip was just too strong is this so he made two golems I'm telling you I think bunker wait is this was yours real or was it some sort of a was it a trick was it a real golem
0: is that thing still around the bunker Wait, a
1: homunculus, a homunculus, a homunculus, it was like a homunculus, very small human or humanoid creature, but it was my size You're saying I'm small, a homunculus, <laughs> homunculus heart, <laughs> is it, is this thing still around the bunker? It might be. I'm going to go kill it. Oh, what was that? Did you hear that, Andy? No. could have been it scurrying. Was that you scurrying past my leg? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it still lives here, Andy. I'm going to find it and kill it. I don't know if you should do that, Andy. I don't know what kind of dark forces Bunker used to summon this creature and to summon your fast casual golem. Nobody, u- nobody uses my DNA. <laughs> nobody. Literally, nobody. Nobody's ever done it before and nobody ever will again. <laughs> That's the Andy pledge. Andy, I don't know what to say. I think Bunker's up to some evil tricks. I think he's into some weird shit. This is two castings he's done in one one abduction. He's like a little warlock. Yeah, he's changed. I mean, it used to be all fun and games with bonking us on the head and building weird structures. It used to like... be elaborate costumes and structures. Yeah. And now he's turned to the dark arts. The Dark arts, that's right. I guess we got to start the defense against the dark arts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's burn him down not talk about that on air he's gonna hear you saying that right he's gonna he's gonna do some devious shit we just gotta find his book (laughs) listeners find out you gotta keep listening are we gonna find that book we don't know the book that holds the secrets that lets bunker be a warlock (laughs) well anyway we got some secrets to expose in today's episode andy yeah we're gonna be exposing ourselves a little bit here that's By giving our verdicts on the topic at hand, (laughs) it's a real exhibition, I'll tell you that. Uh, We're a couple of exhibitionists, and we're gonna expose all the secrets of Project Bluebeam right now on Mr. Bunker's conspiracy time. I guess. Project Bluebeam is the hodgepodge, is the smorgasbord, is the TJ Maxx bargain bin of conspiracy theories, Andy. It's got New World Order. Ooh. It's ah. got worldwide catastrophe and oh. alien abductions. Ooh. It's got MKUltra mind control tech. Ooh. It's got NASA satellite hologram projections of the Antichrist. Oh, Ooh-wee. Jeez, Art, my head is spinning. Just what the heck is this theory? In short, Project Bluebeam is a theory that claims NASA and a cabal of Illuminati-esque forces are working together to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via a technologically simulated second coming or rapture style religious event. Truly, Project Bluebeam is the unified conspiracy theory, the theory to end all theories, as it draws upon many of the major conspiracy theories throughout our time. It was conceived by a French-Canadian journalist and theorist named Sergei Manast in a book he published in the early 1990s. That book, now lost to time and discontinued by its publisher, is quite rare, however, Monast gave lectures on the theory in 1994. The original lectures, all in French, were mostly lost, but were translated to English and documented in various GeoCity sites. Ooh, blast from the past. Oh, yeah. We'll get into more about Monast and the the sites in a bit. But, Andy, now that you've got your Widow Blanky and your Baba of Milky, you want to start getting into the topic for the listeners now, hmm? Who's my big guy? Who's my champ? Me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yes, Art. As you mentioned, Project Bluebeam is about creating a new age religion. Much like in the Lord of the Rings books, there was one ring to rule them all. In Project Bluebeam, there will be one religion to rule them all. It will be a religious event so significant, so technologically convincing, that it will cause mass hysteria, panic, and destruction. All the major figures from every world religion, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, the Flying Spaghetti Monster, etc., will project themselves across the sky and explain that humans got religion totally wrong and that we're all a bunch of big dumb babies. Yeah. They'll say it's time to come together in peace and unity to form a new religion, the one religion. The figures will then morph together like Voltron and form a new badass religion figure as the head of the new age religion. Except this figure is a fucking lie! It's actually the Antichrist! Anyway, Art, just how the H-E double hockey sticks would the New World Order even begin to implement this dastardly plan? Well, Manast outlines four exact steps that will take place in order for Project Bluebeam to be complete. The first step! The first step concerns the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. And just how the heck are they going to do that? By staging artificially created earthquakes across the globe at precise locations. These earthquakes, or as I like to call them, surface jiggles, right, will supposedly uncover new discoveries that will explain how all the world's major religions were falsely interpreted. Essentially, the earthquake will unearth. Earth, new arcane discoveries that will discredit all major religions. Just what could these discoveries be? Well, Manass doesn't give any examples per se, but he mentions that films and TV shows such as 2001, A Space Odyssey, Star Trek, Star Wars, and Jurassic Park all act as psychological preparations for this first step. For example, many plots in these uh, works of complete fiction revolve around major scientific discoveries advancing human capabilities or society for better or worse. That is literally the plot of 2001. Um, But according to Manast, films like Jurassic Park also deal with themes of evolution that can discredit God and essentially calls him a big old liar. All right. So step one, hypothetically speaking, is complete. They found some false proof. From the far past that proved to all nations that their religions have all been misinterpreted and misunderstood. Now what? The second step. The second step involves a giant space show. Ooh. Yay, Art. I love a grand old laser light show. Wow. It is cool. Goodness gracious, I just love smoking a big old fat doobie. My other burnout friends, you know, Seth Rogen, James Franco, Busy Phillips, we call ourselves the freaks, and heading down the planetarium for a laser show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, wow. I didn't know you liked doing that Oh, it's cool. I love having fun with the freaks. (laughs) Anyway, back to Project Bluebeam. So after the earthquakes, there will be massive 3D optical holograms and sounds. Laser projections of multiple holographic images in different parts of the world, each receiving a different image according to the predominating regional national religious faith. Essentially, in every part of the world, a god from the predominant regional religion will be hologrammed into the sky. This projection will speak in all languages. Manassas cites evidence for step two being Soviet technology. (gasps) He claims they already have supercomputers fed with every world language, including perfect dialects, in his, in his words, and fed them with minute physiopsychological particulars based on their studies of the anatomy and electromechanical composition of the human body and the studies of the electrical, chemical, and biological properties of the human brain. Now, it's worth mentioning that Manast's original book on this topic was published in the early 90s, and his lectures also came out in the early 90s. So techni- technolo- technology is uh, uh, it's quite different now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just how is the holographic image displayed in the sky? Well, according to Manast, satellites will beam the projections onto a sodium layer hovering 60 miles above Earth. In fact, we see these tests... ...of this technology every once in a while. They're called UFOs. (gasps) All UFO sightings, according to Manast, are actually tests of the global Project Bluebeam 3D hologram system. Whoa. So, after the image of the gods is done explaining how the various scriptures have been misunderstood and misinterpreted... ...and that the religions of old are responsible for turning brother against brother, nation against nation... ...therefore old religions must be abolished to make way for the new age, new world religion... Through the Soviet supercomputer, they will morph together again like Voltron into one god of the new religion. And now we're on to the third step. The third step involves using low frequency waves to have the hologram god speak telepathically to everyone on the planet. These low frequency waves would make people feel like their god was talking directly inside their mind. Long-time listeners of the show will be pleased to know that the same technology discussed in our MK Ultra episode is cited as evidence by Manast here. Indeed, the CIA allegedly has technology that can send messages into a person's mind. The Soviet supercomputer will aid the new God hologram here with its library of all human languages and dialects. All right, Andy, I think we should take a moment to recap here in case anyone is feeling a little lost before we go on to step four. Which has multiple moving parts. Right. So, okay. Here's Project Bluebeam so far. One, artificially created earthquakes uncover new secrets that make people doubt major religions. Mm -hmm. Two, a giant hologram laser show is projected onto sodium layers above Earth's surface. It depicts every major religion's god. Three, the god speaks telepathically into everyone's brain, aided by a Soviet supercomputer, that knows every world, language, and dialect, and then the god tells everyone that religion is a sham, it Voltron morphs into a new god of the New Age religion, but that new god is actually the Antichrist. All right. Listeners, capish? Kabish. Good. Time. Wait. F- wait, all right. Oh. But first. Oh, okay. Uh, listeners, you're probably thinking... Yeah, well, how does this guy know that every person in the world would even believe what they're seeing? Manast has an answer for that. He writes, naturally, this superbly staged falsification will result in dissolved social and religious disorder on a grand scale. Each nation blaming the other for the deception, setting loose millions of programmed religious fanatics through demonic possession on a scale never witnessed before. Wow. In addition, this event will occur at a time of profound worldwide political anarchy and general tumult created by some worldwide catastrophe. The United Nations even now plans to use Beethoven's Song of Joy as an anthem for the introduction for the New Age one-world religion. End quote. And accent. So now, <laughs> that's all fine and dandy. But what's this fourth step? The three sections of the step 4 also help shed light on how this entire conspiracy all comes together. Okay, can I say it? D- yeah, go ahead. The fourth step. The fourth step ha- and final step has three parts and involves lots of supernatural manifestations. Take it away, Andy. Ooh, baby. Uh part 1 of the fourth step <laughs> Making all humans believe alien invasions are taking place in every major city through the use of the satellite holograms. Why? This is to push each major nation into using its nuclear capability to strike back. In this manner, it would put each of these nations in a state of full disarmament before the United Nations after the false attack. Part 2 of Step 4 The second piece is to make all Christians believe the rapture is about to happen. Again, through the use of the satellite holograms, the New World Order will make it appear as if a good alien force is coming to take away the good Christians from the evil satanic ritual on Earth. But in reality this is just a means of the NWO getting rid of people unwilling to a- adopt the New Age religion. Step 3 of Step 4 The third, the third step gets a bit weird. Like Supernatural Techromancer weird. The Low-frequency waves used will allow supernatural forces, literally satanic ghosts, to travel through fiber optics, cable, telephone lines, and penetrate all electronic devices, which, at this point, will also have a special microchip installed that will allow them to do this. Okay, again, this came out in the 90s, so there's no mention of how these ghosts will travel via Wi-Fi. So the goal of all this is to cause mass chaos. I mean... You got satanic ghosts running around, causing a muck. (laughs) You got aliens invading. Ode to Joy won't stop playing. At this point, people will be driven mad and willing to finally embrace the New World Order and its New Age religion. But why do this? Why would the New World Order go to such extreme lengths to implement a new religion? Don't they know they can just start one? Like, literally, there's no rules. You could just start one. Well, Art, the man likes to keep us down. Okay. They won't be happy until they achieve total control over us all. That's why we need to seize the means of production. Oh, boy. Rise up with me, my comrades, against these bourgeois pigs. Oh, no. We shall not live under the tyranny. Jesus Christ, Andy, where'd you get that hammer and sickle? (laughs) Oh, will you rise up with me, comrade, or lie in the mud like the dog you are? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Art. I I got a little carried away there. I'll say. Can I have my tools back, please? I need to cut the grass and hit myself in the head with those. Oh, okay. Sure, Andy. Here you go. Ow. My head. Anyway, Art. Manasse believes the societal chaos generated by Project Bluebeam on such a cataclysmic scale is exactly what the new world order needs in order to gain full and total societal control. That's right. He, he also cites a lot of MKUltra research as examples of the government attempting to control the masses and create a quote-unquote Manchurian candidate or programmed killer with no knowledge of what they've been asked to do. When proposing the question, would world governments actually do something like this? Would they actually promote terror on a scale that the Project Blue Bean entails? Manast says a definitive Yes. He states that the CIA and American governments had no issue meddling and attempting to control the government and lives of countries in Central America, using the MKUltra research, among other covert operations, to kill and torture citizens there, as well as turn their countries to chaos for power and control. He states, If you, if you terrify the public and make them feel for their safety, they will allow you to implement draconian law enforcement practice, disarm them, and keep extensive records on them. And they only have to tell you that it is all to protect you, of course. Manasse also believes this promotes the decay of democracy and allows for society to search for new methods of thinking which already have been lined out by the New World Order. He also lays out the exact goals for the New World Order. A lot of lists, listeners. Project Bluebeam is an ongoing satanic project, according to Manasseh, that will have four goals – And we'll expand upon these four goals in a minute with even more lists. (laughs) The goal number one is to abolish all Christian traditional religions in order to replace them with one world religion based on the cult of man. Two, to abolish all national identity and national pride in order to establish a world identity and a world pride. Three, to abolish the family as known today in order to replace them with individuals all working for the glory of the new one world government. Four, to destroy all individualistic, artistic, and scientific creativity to implement a one world government, one mindset. Manast is also heavily influenced by the idea of the New Age religion being a cult of man That will have us return to the dawning of the age of Aquarius, as referenced in the hit opening musical number from 1967's Hair, Aquarius. Sing it with me, Art. When the moon is in the seventh house, and Jupiter aligns with Mars, then peace will guide the planets. (laughs) And love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius.
0: Aquarius.
1: Aquarius. Uh wow. The 5th dimension makes another appearance on this podcast. <laughs> This is perhaps why Manast originally believed Project Bluebeam would take place in 1983, as the age of Aquarius was associated with 1982. For a reason unbeknownst to Manast, it didn't take place in 1983. And as far as we know, hasn't since the time of this recording in 2019. What gives? But what else in the New World Order interested in removing enforcing a part of Project Bluebeam? Okay, more or less, listeners, here are some other... Here are some other goals that are a part of uh, that will take place because of Project Bluebeam. One, the destruction of all people who believe in the Bible or worship Jesus Christ and the complete disappearance of Christianity. Two, changing national laws to assure that Christian beliefs and symbols, like the cross, for instance, will be outlawed and unlawful. Three, religious holidays and ceremonies will be replaced with New Age festivals around the world. Four, the elimination and complete destruction of all secret societies and secret brotherhoods, lodges, and sanctuaries. Ooh. Five. The New World Order also plans the abolition of all national currencies and the transfer of commerce to electronic cash through the superhighway. <laughs> well, number five, uh, luckily Manast... Ah, anyway, we'll get into it. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But finally, and arguably the most dastardly part of Project Bluebeam... Is its classification system. Indeed, after the New World Order initiates this new satanic New Age religion, what will it do with those that refuse to accept it? The New World Order people have already built re education concentration camps, and for those camps, they have established what they call the rainbow classifications of the New World Order prisoners. Prisoner class number one, classification of Christian children, as planned, is to be as human sacrifices where, within the black mass ceremonies, they will be forced to participate in any kind of sexual orgies or be kept as sexual slaves. Two, classification of prisoners to be used in medical experiments where drugs and new technologies will be tested on humans. Three, classification of healthy prisoners for the International Organ Donation Center, where vital organs will be removed one by one while they are kept alive by mechanical devices. Four, classification of all healthy underground workers. The new world order is basically a worldwide dictatorship based upon the Luciferian religion, a dictatorship with the illusion of democracy. In order to maintain the illusion of democracy, camps and slave labor will be hidden underground in massive colonies that are being built as we write this report. Five, Classification of uncertain prisoners in the international reeducation center, political and religious prisoners will be reeducated by whatever means are required so that they may repent on international television programs and glorify the virtues of the one world government for the benefit of all humanity. Six classification of the international execution center. Clear enough. (laughs) Says it all in the title. Uh, Seven classification. Seven. We are still waiting on the details of the seventh classification, and we are awaiting verification of the colors to be assigned to these classifications of prisoners. But this is the basic agenda of those who have planned the new paradise world of the future. And uh, we're still waiting, and always will be waiting for that seventh step, because Manast and another Canadian journalist died of heart attacks two years after Manast's nineteen ninety four lectures. They died in nineteen ninety six. Both were researching Project Bluebeam and both never had a history of heart disease. Manass's daughter was also allegedly abducted and never returned to him by the Canadian government in an attempt to dissuade him from continuing his research. Now, that's a pretty bizarre circumstance, but what's even more bizarre is Project Bluebeam's relationship to a certain episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. So Andy, shall we boldly go where no one? has gone before. <laughs> Beam me up, Artie. She gonna do it, cotton <laughs> In the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Devil's Do," the USS Enterprise D receives a distress call from a space station on the planet Ventrax 2. It says the planet is in chaos. Their entire population is in mass hysteria. They believe their world is coming to an end. Then the transmission ends. The Ventraxians were a technologically advanced society however plagued by war poverty famine etc but they renounced it to return to a more agrarian and simple culture this led to peace and harmony on the planet according to a ventraxian legend the ancient ventraxians made a deal with what is essentially the devil except they call it adra this deal was was 1000 years of peace and harmony But in exchange, Adra would lay claim to the inhabitants and enslave its population at the end. The Star Trek episode concerns this very deal. A woman claiming to be Adra shows up on Ventrax and holds the Enterprise and the Ventraxians hostage. She displays various powers, such as being able to cause ground tremors, teleport, and change her appearance into anything. The Ventraxians believe that this is the real devil coming to make good on that deal. In the end... Captain Picard of the Enterprises uh, exposes this Adra as a fraud and wanted con artist who was using a cloaking device to hide her spaceship above the planet's magnetic poles, allowing her to perform her various powers. The Ventraxians are saved. So it's easy to see some parallels between that episode of Star Trek TNG and Project Bluebeam. You have a con artist tricking an entire population using holograms, ground tremors or surface jiggles, secret (laughs) technology into believing that their society is ending and that she's a god-being, and and they should give up their lives to her every whim. Did Manass steal the ideas of Project Bluebeam from a Star Trek episode? We can't know for certain, but in 1994, Joe Engel's book, Gene Roddenberry, The Myth and the Man Behind Star Trek, was published. In it, he described Gene Roddenberry, who, for those of you who don't know, was the creator of the original Star Trek, Uh, He described one of Gene's old scripts. He writes, In May 1975, Gene Roddenberry accepted an offer from Paramount to develop develop a Star Trek uh, into a feature film. His proposed story told of a flying saucer hovering above Earth that was programmed to send people down who looked like prophets, including Jesus Christ. This film was never made, but its core ideas were recycled for Star Trek The Next Generations, Episode Devil's do. Well, listeners, you're due for a dinner mint after eating the whole enchilada of information we just plopped on your plates. <laughs> is Project Bluebeam a secret satanic super plan designed by the New World Order to finally control us all? Will we succumb to the images of our gods and be forced to accept the New Age religion? Or is this all just a fanfic of a recycled Star Trek script? We can't say for certain, dear listeners, but what we can tell you is that Project Bunkerbeam Is happening right now, and it has just two steps. Number one, to consume the whole enchilada, and number two, for us to say thank Thank you you. listeners. Thanks, listeners. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, listeners, this is Art. I'm here with Andy. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Hey, uh, we just really quick wanted to say thank you for listening. We appreciate that you take time out of your day and spend it with us. And if you feel so inclined, all we ask is that if you're enjoying the show, maybe share it with a friend. Tell your friends. Have them take a a listen. Maybe they'll enjoy it too. Anyway, spread the love. Spread the love and let's get back to the show. Catch you later. Hot and horny and ready to fuck. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I want to fuck. Listeners, welcome back. That was our research of Project Bluebeam. Andy was just singing a little ditty. That's staying in. Okay. Welcome back, listeners. I want
0: to fuck.
1: <laughs> I think Andy wants to fuck. <laughs> what was your first clue? Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Andy, so, Project Bluebeam. Yeah. Wow. Was I lying when I said this is a hodgepodge yes. of literally every <laughs> fucking conspiracy on the planet? Uh, Project Bluebeam is a wild one, Art. Yeah. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, it goes all over the place. You know what? I, I got to say that this, sometimes this entire thing kind of reads like a bad movie that could only have been conceived in the 80s. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, A Soviet supercomputer is going to wipe out Christianity, and only he can stop it. (laughs) Hulk Hogan is red, white, and blue beam. Oh, my God. Hollywood, make this movie. Seriously, like like the whole plot of this all is like, there's a Soviet supercomputer with every language, and it's going to kill Christianity. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, this is one... This is one that really suffers from not happening. <laughs> this is not an evergreen conspiracy theory. No. Uh, Manass said it was going to happen in 1983. Then it didn't. Then he was like, it's going to happen for sure sometime in the 90s. Yeah. Then it didn't. And then they was like, okay, maybe in the 2000s. See this? this and it didn't. See, this feels like the whole 2012 thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh okay, well, next one for sure is going to be the big one. You know, I think I mean, maybe we should just talk about it uh blanket wise first, and then we can kind of break it down. <laughs> let's break it down <laughs> if we can. I yeah. mean, little snippets here's the thing, it is fucking it is nuts, like but it it reads like the mad thoughts of someone with problems, but there are little snippets of truth but they're then they're blown way out of proportion to the to the point where it's like the idea that those unwilling to accept the NWO will be used as sex slaves or experimented on and it's like yeah you know there's there's semblance of truth in some of that stuff like when we research the MKUltra stuff it's like yeah 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 like the government did do terrible things to people right we've got kind of the Epstein stuff running around nowadays It's related, you know, but it's like completely overblown to the point where it becomes almost like the satanic panic of the 1980s where it's like, they're going to wipe out religion. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, and this has such a, it has such a a weird focus on Christianity. I think that's because Manast is a Christian himself very much, but I think, you know, he mentions other world religions. I think he's just, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I shouldn't, but. That it's just like he's kind of talking from is he a Christian perspective? He's using Christianity as a stand-in for any religion. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I mean that's I think that's the thing is that that makes this incongruity in it where it's like oh well they're gonna first tear it down by projecting every religion's deity or yeah l- most prominent figure. One of the things I the wrote sky? is uh, what did the atheists see? Yeah. What about agnostics? Yeah. yeah. What did yeah. they see? Yeah. Yeah, one of the I think the Rational Wiki article wrote. Did they see a big picture of Richard Dawkins? Um, <laughs> speaking of the Rational Wiki, uh, I just want to say this. I'm going to just read this verbatim because I thought it was so humorous. Uh, so the Rational Wiki, which is in the research, you can yeah. check this. Uh, they have a section called Structure, and here's what it says: Project Bluebeam has all the usual the usual hallmarks of a conspiracy theory. Number one. It attempts to shoehorn events that have happened and are happening into its, quote, predictive framework, (laughs) particularly with references to films being used to prepare people psychologically for the conspiracy's dramatic conclusion. Right. Two, it shows a lack of comprehension of the practical psychology of those who are not paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) Three, it plays on fears of alleged advanced technology that most people, including its author, do not understand. The theory cobbles together past conspiracy tropes, starting from paranoia and progressing to technologically implausible plans with motivations that literally do not make any sense. (laughs) The theorist's death from a middle-aged heart attack cut off its possible spread early and left it short on source material in English, though there is the tantalizing promise of several books worth in French, but did cap the theory off nicely. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> Great writing for Rational Wiki. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It's just like, at first, you're kind of like, okay. And then all of a sudden, it's like, they're going to project. It's like, why is NASA using a supercomputer from the fucking Soviets? Why are right. they using supercomputers from the USSR? Right. Why did they... Who's running this? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter the governmental affiliation I because it's the NWO, so they're, yeah. they're worldwide. It doesn't matter that tensions between... What is no longer the USSR is now just Russia. Yeah, I wanna know what happened to this supercomputer after the fall of the <laughs> Soviet Union. Where's that computer up to now? With every language, every language and dialect for the entire world. Yeah. Which, first of all, I don't believe. And second of all, <laughs> huh, how would you do? How would they have, in the 80s, yeah. a computer that spoke perfect Portuguese yeah. and also flawless English? <laughs> and could do it at the same time yeah meanwhile I couldn't even like fucking buy stuff online or let yeah. alone Google search anything like now what there weren't this, even search engines like what would this be now Rosetta Stone will, is the supercomputer now yeah, Rosetta Stone Rosetta Stone today is gonna do this yeah. I mean and okay since we're talking about projections sodium layers I don't what is that I don't sodium know sodium layers like that's such a weird why couldn't it just say on the clouds <laughs> Why did it have to be sodium layers? Like, that's where it goes to this point where it's like, what even are you They didn't about? have hologram technology like they do now, where you can hologram uh, 50, or who, they did Tupac and they did like Michael cent. Jackson and I think uh, they did yeah. Prince. The holograms look pretty convincing. And Gene Kelly was in that Dirt Devil commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they didn't have, he couldn't conceive it because it was a cockamamie scheme that. You know, part of me is like I think he's coming from like a decent place, but like then the paranoia and the yeah craziness kind of takes over where it's like you know, there's some merit. Like it's like he doesn't want to see you gotta you gotta remember what what world he was living in where it was like he doesn't want to see a totalitarian police state. Right? right. He doesn't want to see he wants to see one that's free and open, regardless of how christian focus this is right uh during the 80s and 90s when the u.s was engaged in covert operations to overthrow governments and yeah we're doing shady shit he's seeing these sort of things but then it's like you kind of can't you're losing the you're getting too macro with it you're you got to stay with the micro like no this is just governments doing evil stuff that they do yeah, you can't blow it out to. There's going to be satanic ghosts coming through wires with <laughs> microchips that are already installed in every product, and then yeah. the ghosts. What are the ghosts doing? And how I, am I seeing these ghosts? I love satanic ghosts too. I like, know. Like what a what a fun thing. They're just goth ghosts, but this yeah, <laughs> hot topic ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> They're like talking about the new uh, nine inch nail or the new Alice Cooper album. You know or whatever else I don't know what they would have thought in the 90s Was satanic probably uh, uh, Probably Marilyn Manson Was probably the the main Satanic panic music Yeah These ghosts are running around sharing shitty Rap rock and like new metal stuff (laughs) All these ghosts have had ribs removed Yeah so they can suck their own ghost (laughs) dicks You know we shouldn't shit on Marilyn Manson He's actually like a decent dude yeah, in some ways, yeah. You know, he just sure. puts it's all an act. Yeah, he's a performer. So you what shitting on him, Andy. Sorry. The
0: beautiful people, the beautiful people.
1: <laughs> Marilyn, you can leave. I'm done shitting on you. <laughs> Please leave, Marilyn. <laughs> um, I think this is the the thing that a lot of um real deep in conspiracy theories suffer from. Yeah, where like you said, it starts from a legitimate place where monast is is seeing u.s operations in central america and he's seeing these banana republics go up in like complete and you know without what? any input it's like from it's like people. we already have the gap you don't need banana republic <laughs> yeah
0: Sorry.
1: it's the same store i had to it's it's the same store yeah uh but no you're right he's seeing these things happen he's seeing terrible it things school yeah. of the americas like training these uh counter paramilitary groups to Mm -hmm. either overthrow a government or protect a government, you know, vice versa. It's right. You know, and, and it's, I think it's, it's very fair to be outraged by that and, and think that this is a, this is a terrible thing. But then you go too far in thinking that this is all part of some wider, uh, horrible conspiracy against the public when really it's, it's just a mundane conspiracy against the public right you know we talk about not this. one that even hide that well yeah we, yeah we talk about this a lot about how a lot of these uh, like huge conspiracy theories are actually just probably really routine conspiracy theories where yeah the government lies to you yeah they do a bunch of unethical stuff right but it's not because there's some new world order pulling the strings and trying to set the stage for right uh a satanic religion where christian children are used in in as <laughs> sacrifices and sex slaves it's just because it's all it's all power and money and yeah. like trying to control the world right but most people are most governments are just acting in their own best interest right They're and sometimes to, they sometimes yeah. they team up when it's convenient yeah they tag yeah they double team yeah and it's like <laughs> i'm sorry like we're not here to like shit on religion but like yeah christians and muslims Famous for their ability to, to accept societal changes against their dogma. <laughs> right, yeah. I know. <laughs> They're really going to go for this. You know, I every Christian that I know would certainly, if they saw Jesus in the sky, would be like, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't matter if he, none of them would question, hey, was that really Jesus or what? Yeah, or, I mean, but then when he Voltron morphs, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to have certain... I could already see it. You're going to have certain sects of every major religion. And and to men's credit, Catholic priests are going to exit the Vatican and be like, we're done. It was all a lie. I'm glad I never married. <laughs> I'm glad I never had a Christian marriage. Yeah. Cause now it's not valid. Yeah. No, you're going to have, you're going to have societal chaos on grand scale. And, and to his credit, he outlines that he says like, the, they have plans to get rid of them. They're going to have come in and be abducted. Because, by the way, abduction technology also exists. Right, yeah. I have no explanation for it, but it does. Also, the f- one thing that's funny to me about it is that, uh, speaking of abductions, that UFOs are all just, not that there's actually testing I know. flying objects, it's that it's holograms that they're testing. is just going after everybody. He's like, you believe in UFOs? You fucking idiot. You don't even understand. <laughs> It's actually the New World Order Look, projecting on sodium layers. Look, the government can abduct you like, like a UFO would do, but every time you see a UFO, it's just a hologram. <laughs> this is kind of getting to the point where it's like, even other conspiracy theorists are like, oh, Jesus Christ, buddy, come on. Yeah. Come on. You just plagiarized everyone else's theories. Yeah. Yeah. It's like other conspiracy theorists are probably like, Okay. <laughs> Here's the you've thing, got though. the right idea, but <laughs> I, I I do I mean, to his credit, I can sometimes kind of see you know, you could seem like you could see like the headlines of all the clickbait articles being like why we should accept the new age religion and why that's a good thing, like trying <laughs> to tell you what to think, yeah, you can see that. I mean, sure. for years, you kind of think about it like this, like for years, for a long time, people believed that fat was really terrible for you. Right. When in reality, that was the sugar industry lobbying to put all the blame on fat. Right. When in reality, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be going crazy for fat. I mean, but saturated fat, I believe I don't think there's with a healthy diet and good exercise, saturated fat is not gonna kill you as fast as sugar is, that's for sure. Yeah, sugar goes straight to your liver. Yeah. And that's the issue. Sugar's bad, baby. Yeah, but you're right that uh You know, there were competing ideas at the time that this, whenever this was, and, uh, you know, some prominent doctors said that it was fat that was making people fat, and one doctor said it was sugar, and the sugar lobby... (laughs) Which is a thing. Yeah. Big sugar. Big sugar. Which is what they used to call me in high school. (laughs) Uh, Because you love to give people grandma kisses. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, give me some sugar. (laughs) Also, I was always covered in a fine layer of powdered sugar. Uh, Big sugar. Oh, God, come here. Invested all this money in studies to disprove that fat was, you know, that fat was the problem. To prove that fat was the problem. It was all a big fat lie. Oh, and it was sweet, baby. You can, but like that is a real world example of of something being told to us, and all of a sudden it's like, by the way, actually a lie. Yeah. So in a way, it's like, again, I think we're just proving the same point in a circular, circular manner, sexy way. Oh, sec, sexy, circular manner is that there are grains and kernels of truth throughout this entire cockamamie exp- theory. But they are blown completely out of proportion. Right. Yes, I could totally see something, you know, things like this happening, where it's like, we're told to believe one thing by people that we're supposed to trust, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, by the way, it was all a big fat lie. Yeah. You know, but you start blowing it out to like, what archaeological truths are these earthquakes going to uncover? Like, Hey, guys, we uncovered a scroll from Jesus' last days, and it reads in ancient Hebrew, JK, LOL. Like, what are they yeah. going to discover that's going to make us question stuff? Like yeah, yeah. the Shroud of Turin, which was proven to be false already? Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, the, the rational wiki even points that out, that people still believe the Shroud of Turin is real. Right. Even though it's been proven to be a medieval forgery. So you're going to tell me that, like, they're going to hologram Jesus into the sky, and people, like... It's like people are either going to believe or yeah. not going to believe. And, you know, I guess to Manasseh's credit, uh, you know, all the people that aren't going to believe are going to end up in camps, I guess, in his, in his thing. As you can plainly see, the Bible was just a really well put together Mad Lib. <laughs> I think I don't foresee humans' relationship with religion ending anytime soon, Andy. And I know... You know, I don't want to get, I know you hate religion in every way. You have a neck beard. you wear a fedora, you jerk off to Richard Dawkins every night. You hate religion. <laughs> There's no way around it. Those no, are facts I, about me.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> really though, I mean, what is your, like, what is your relationship with it? Do you, do you agree with that statement? Like. That I hate it? No, I, not that you hate it, but like, I think you, you agree that it's probably like worse off. It's more of an opiate of the masses type thing. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? Yeah, I think that it's, uh, I think that, that you know, you're not a proponent of teaching it. No, you know, I, you know, here's one thing is I used to think that, you know, religion had, I don't know, it's like the myth making of it doesn't appeal to me too much. Right. Um, but I used to think that, well, you know, there's a lot of good pieces that help you be just generally a good person. Sure. There's that's at good the messages. core of most religions right. is like treating other human beings well. That's why they all have similar stories. Right. Flood stories. And, and I don't be, have a bunch, don't be a bunch of dicks or a big flood will happen. Yeah. Exactly. It's essentially the story. Yeah. That's Art's Bible. <laughs> it's the Bible of a Art. A lot shorter. Oh, there's my religion. <laughs> um, But, you know, I used to think that it was good for that kind of stuff. But now I I guess I kind of feel like why do you need it to teach that? It's true. You you should just you can have real world examples. It's just you shouldn't have to have this threat of existential punishment <laughs> to be nice to people. Yeah. And I don't think I think that when you set it up that way, that's bad because it it puts it it takes it takes it away from people to just what you should say to people is you should just wanna be nice to other people. You should just want to be good right. to other human beings. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to be punished. That's a problem with you. <laughs> if you have to be punished just to be a decent person, right. That's a problem with you. That's not that's not, oh, you're lacking religion or whatever. Yeah. It's like you have a problem with your outlook. And I think that religion sort of shields that a little bit and and gives you an out if you You know, like, oh, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to want to be good to other people. I only have to be afraid of punishment. I'm only doing this because my religion tells me to do it. Yeah. And uh, not because it's, you know, a good thing to do. I I think, you know, I don't know if I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that humans relationship with religion will always exist because humans have this inner desire to know and understand where we came from and question and. We'll probably never, ever be able to 100% prove the genesis of humanity. Right. And we'll probably never, ever be able to 100% prove what happens when you die. Right. And those are the two key things, I think. And I think for a lot of people, that is religion, that it's it's about wanting to be comforted after you die. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Knowing that your family members are in a better place. And I don't care about that, frankly. I mean, t- being honest, you're laughing because I said it funny. There but it is. It's true. It's like I've made peace with the fact that when I die, I'm just gonna. It's like it's like a light bulb that goes out. Yeah, and that's it. The I mean, light. You bulb. won't feel anything. Yeah, it's over. All your loser friends on Earth will. It's over. Or not at that point for you. And you know, consciousness is just a, a thing that's in our minds. We, we I'm am- crashing your funeral. We dude. imagine this thing that's the soul. Right, but. You know, when you die, you're dead. You just go in the ground and your body rots. And people you're hearing think, it, listeners, I told you. People think that that means that your life has no value or worth, but it's it's what you make it. And in some ways it doesn't. Yeah, in a very, <laughs> in a very real cosmic sense, your life is pretty worthless. But if you're a good person and you touch a lot of people, that came out wrong. If you're a good person and you uh, touch people's hearts in a good way and help them, You'll be remembered in a in a in a in a in a way, right? Yeah. I mean and, and I, have that legacy that you crave. And I think that's sort of pointless too, because eventually those people will die and nobody will remember that you existed. Uh I mean, think about people that lived like hundreds of years ago. Like think about ancient people. Yeah. Nobody's ever gonna remember them. Unless you were a king. Uh th- but we all contribute something to society, and society continues to march on until the world dies and humans die with it. Yeah. And so I don't think you I don't think you can take uh too much comfort in the fact that, you know, maybe there'll be some legacy or something. I think the thing you have to do is just make make every day worthwhile. That's a good point, Andy. So you thought I was gonna go pessimistic, but I flipped the script on you. I guess so. You did also say that you don't care, your body will rot and nothing will matter. <laughs> Those are true. That's why you have to give meaning to the day. Right. And I think. But it is a almost like uh, Sisyphus. You are pushing up a boulder up a mountain that will just always inevitably come down. It's it's all about. You can see how it's a very depressing outlook, though, right? Yeah, I can see that. But it's all. Sure, I'm supposed to do good things every day. But in the grand schemes, no one will remember it and it won't matter. Yeah. (laughs) But for the people that you have to live with. Yeah, it does matter. You have to live with. We're forced like on this my day. wife, <laughs> 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 and my boss. <laughs> 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 no, I think it 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 makes the world better for the people that are living here. True, and yeah. that's something. Yeah, no, that's definitely something to strive for. Um, I don't see. I mean, I think that. You know, I think religion, in some ways, numbers are on the down, downcline, decline, Mm -hmm, downcline. Now, whether or not these religions need to have a come to Jesus moment, (laughs) pun intended. Wow. And update some of their dogma so that they don't do these kind of archaic things anymore. You know, Uh, like, you know, you you should probably allow priests to marry and let there be lady priests, you know. I mean, what's with all the rules? I don't know. Like, it's it's weird that there's. It's like somebody came up with the rules like thousands of years ago, and we're like, well, them's the rules. Yeah, I think I but, think I think especially in like the in in I mean, obviously you're talking about Catholicism, yeah, Roman Catholicism. It's it's if they start changing the rules, it seems incongruous with the guidance given by Christ and this whole body of evidence because. One of those key things that's supposed to give the Roman Catholic Church legitimacy is that the Pope is Christ's representative on earth. Yeah. So if they go back and change a bunch of stuff that used to be true. They're on WhatsApp together. They go, yeah. Then you go, did they ever have this authority at all? Right. The well, whole thing's illegitimate. That's like when they had, what was it? It was called like Vatican II or something. Yeah, Vatican II. where The v- Vaticaning. <laughs> more, even more VAT. This yeah. time with more VAT, <laughs> uh, where uh, Pope John Paul changed, a, like made huge. Like they stopped doing the masses all in Latin. That yeah. was huge. Yeah, because for the whole that whole time, like the only the priests knew the word of God because they were the only ones who could read Latin, right? Um, may I think they need another one. They just need to kind of like drop some of the archaic, but in a way that's superficial. Stuff. You yeah. know that's not like direct guidance. That's, sure, that's a matter of practice. Yeah. So some of that stuff they can abandon, but some of the other stuff they won't be able to. Right. You know they'll have to completely reverse the trend of other papal interpretations of of scripture, which then calls into question the whole thing. So whenever they make a change, because they're worried about that legitimacy, they have to be cautious about how they do it, which. It's so stupid, right? right? Just change it. Yeah. It's just so much easier. If people, <laughs> what what people are sitting around and going, well, you know, it's been the same for a thousand years. So obviously, um, a lot. that means it's legitimate. A lot, Andy, a lot. You <laughs> know that as well as I do. <laughs> I mean, probably too many. <laughs> I, I don't see human beings' relationship with religion ending anytime soon, though. Even as technology advances, yeah. I see it. That's why I love the TV show The Expanse so much and I think you would enjoy it too because this show sh- like you know has gone so far that like in the show there's a a bunch of Mormons who are building a massive interstellar space ship that they can all live on that will also like allow them to travel across the galaxy. They want to spread the word of Mormonism. They want to go to the uh I'm not as familiar with the Mormon religion but there's like a planet. There's an actual planet that like Jesus and I think like angels and stuff are from. Oh. Huh. Like heaven is a planet or something. And I think they wow. want to try and reach it. I could be totally butchering the Mormon religion and for our Mormon listeners I apologize uh for my uh ineptitude. Boy, that flies in the face of a lot of what I know, which is that heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth?
0: Ooh, heaven is a place on earth.
1: This bunker is of Heaven plays in... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. But I, I always think that that is like a much more... Like, you know, we've discussed it in, in past episodes. Factionalism will never die. No. There will never be one world thing. As much as... It, like sci-fi shows like to show that there will still always be factionalism on earth or within whoever earth fucking relates with in the future. You know, do you think that we colonize Mars? We're going to, that's why I like the expanse because it's like people colonized Mars and then they started to develop a Marsian identity where they felt different from earth. So now it's Mars versus earth. Like it doesn't matter that they were earthlings like born on earth. With Earth accents, like Texas accents, like they're they're Mars, they're from Mars. Doesn't matter. You're Mars, I'm Earth. Yeah. The French, the French Canadians think the Chinese have a right to, you know, Hawaii. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It'll always be like that. <laughs> humans are just naturally factional. Yeah. And nothing's ever going to change that. I, I mean, for crying out loud, Protestantism. There you for go. For crying out loud, Protestantism. The, pro- <laughs> the, pro- the Protestant. Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time po- podcast. For crying out loud, Protestantism. 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 I'm <laughs> getting hungry. Okay. Uh, art's blood sugar. Oh God, he's gonna art. <laughs> I am Like here's here's the real here's the steps to art project art beam. One, I haven't eaten in a while. Two, my blood sugar drops. Three, I can't concentrate anymore. He loses the ability to speak English. <laughs> um, what were you saying, Annie? Uh, Martin Luther, the whole Protestant branch of Christianity, that was factionalism. I mean, even within Catholicism, there's yeah. factions. He wrote his 99 titty theses on the wall. 95. 95. Was it 95? 95. Oh, fuck. I should know that. Theses. <laughs> All the Protestant schooling I had. Um I took 95 feces. (laughs) I got 99 feces, but... Bitch ain't won. There you go. Hit me. Martin.
0: Martin Luther Jay-Z.
1: Martin Luther Jay-Z. The mashup we've all been waiting for. Um, A few things I want to mention before we, you know, get into... A little fun segment and the verdict. The idea of someone talking directly inside your head is fucking nuts. That's weird. Technically, Andy, the only thing you've ever heard inside your own mind is your own thoughts. You ever think about that? Yeah. You've never... You've never heard someone's thoughts in your head. You've heard them in your ears. And then that's been decoded by your brain. But the only thing you hear in your head is you. Yeah. uh, That's... That's probably one of the most disturbing things of MK Ultra is that a a voice a thought can be planted inside your skull. That's crazy. When you really think like if you really think about it like delusions like that, hallucinations, auditory hallucinations in particular, I mean, they're terrible. It's got to be it's got to be just nightmarish because For people with schizophrenic or various hallucinatory, delusionatory disabilities. I mean, just imagine laying there in silence before you go to sleep at night and hearing someone else's voice inside your head. Yeah. That's- And you're not controlling it. So freaky. Yeah. That would mess you up. It would mess me up for sure. I would, I would, I would, yeah. But I can see how that would be a big time convincer of a lot of people. Yeah. That this new age God, um, you know, is is actually real. Yeah, but again, you're still always gonna have outliers. You're gonna have people be like, "It wasn't real." But again, there's this whole thing of how are they gonna blast this across every part of the globe? I don't know to reach every human and. It just goes constantly until people accept? You don't have to have an answer, Andy. You can just say MKUltra. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess it's like a giant... I don't know. I guess it, because it's waves, they can just play it on a giant satellite and just beam it. It's like, But it's going to hit everybody? Yeah. I mean, people in remote mountainous regions of China are going to get this message. Yeah. As are uh, people who live on... Uh, Caribbean islands. Yeah. I mean, it's all just gonna, it's all just gonna happen. Our friends, the Rapa Nui, are gonna see uh, giant Moai statues and <laughs> uh, those who don't believe in the Moai statues anymore will see the cult of the bird. The Yeah, uh, the, uh, the bird man will be there. Uh, the Moai statues uh, for the Chileans, it'll be Jesus. What's gonna happen though when people are like, uh, they'll be like, do uh, you guys see the new messiah? Like the new Messiah, oh my God, the new Messiah, yeah, yeah, I was watching Jesus Christ and he transformed it into the new Messiah. It's like, we, Jesus Christ, no, 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 it was, uh, it was a depiction of Muhammad. And then the other guy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All I can hear is ode to joy <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> then some guy will be like, no, I saw Richard Dawkins. What? <laughs> I saw Grimace from McDonald's. What are you guys talking about? That's my God. Grimace from McDonald's feeding me chicken nuggets. Yeah. Really personalized I saw the hamburglar. Personalized religions. That's one thing too is the predominant religion in the region. So what about places where there's what about what about China? Yeah. There is no official religion. Right. Or Japan is so widely varied where you have atheism, you have Shinto, yeah. you have a few small sects of Christianity. Right. Although Christianity never really took there like it did in um, yeah. In other uh, regions. But if you're a Christian living in a sh- mainly Shinto yeah, region Yeah, are you going to see Japan, like, you'll see Shinto, Buddha, indeed. are you going to see, you know, yeah. there's Buddhists there? Like, are you going to see Buddha? Are you going to yeah. see like whatever is the predominant god of Shinto? And look, what about Religions like in Hinduism that have multiple gods or yeah. other religions that have Taoism. Like what are the Taoists going to see? What will a giant what, yin and yang? What will ancient Egyptians see? <laughs> I guess it would be Horace. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they'll see Jesus because they're very similar. Oh, just like a lot of conspiracy theories though. That's one, the technical aspects of how, you know, I feel like theorists oftentimes say, sure, this is possible, but they don't really explain how. Right. Where it's like, well, this is technology that the New World Order has. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he like, oh, cites okay. a lot more examples that would work for an MKUltra episode. But it's like, but the scale that you are pushing this towards, yeah the, the sheer scale, the amount of governments that have to work together. You know, I just you know. Yeah. And then you got ghosts. <laughs> let's not forget the satanic ghosts. Let's not forget the satanic ghosts. All right, Andy, we. Um, so yeah, let's let's get to our our verdicts here. Andy, hit me with your your thoughts. I mean, let's let me just verdict verticize this all at once, right? Yeah. Like, let's. I'm not gonna. I don't want to parse Project Bluebeam because it is one big package. Yeah. And I believe in taking the whole package. The whole enchilada all at once. And what I'm going to say is uh Project Bluebeam and I'm going to rate the plausibility of I guess the 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 listing <laughs> of things and the the myth-making of it. I'm going to just going to say like <sighs> I mean case closed. Okay? I was going to say plausible molecule. Yeah. But I'm going case closed. Damn. And I'll tell you why, Art. Okay, tell me why. <laughs> it's already supposed to have happened a bunch of times yeah. and it didn't happen. There's so many holes in it that it's like on its <laughs> surface it almost makes sense, but but you do all of the reasoning to make it make sense. It doesn't make sense on its face. Right. And it's very detailed, but also very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny because for all the detail of this stuff that's going to happen in the future, it's like lacking on detail on how you get to that point. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, there's just... Uh, case closed. Case closed for you. Case um, closed. It's not a thing. I, I'm going to take... I'm going to take a the different... I'm going to say plausible molecule... Only because, like I've been Ooh, saying, just like me, there are kernels of bits of truth throughout these, much like an MKUltra, much like, uh, what's another one that had like kernels of truth, like uh, CoIntel Pro, CoIntel. Well, CoIntel Pro wasn't it was like flat Fact. out true. Fact, um, you know, yeah, yeah, like 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 MKUltra. You know, it's like there's little kernels of truth within this that you know. That governments do can do bad things and will lie and mm-hmm. will showcase stuff. But the, again, the convoluted, just complicated nature of all of this stuff working in tandem to try and rid the world of religion and control the population, they'll do it through other means. They'll do yeah. it through, like, you know, making you fucking just consume and buy more <laughs> ads and. Just advertising, advertising, they advertising. They won't use satanic ghosts. They're not going to use satanic ghosts. They're going to use means that are they're going to be they're going to be right in front of your nose, listeners. In case you can't tell, I love the satanic ghost angle. of I this. love satanic ghosts. It's so this is they my don't favorite. bring it up enough that there's going to be satanic ghosts. That's that's an important piece of this puzzle. Running through your phone, <laughs> how they'll travel over Wi-Fi? Oh no, my razor! <laughs> A satanic ghost. <laughs> Um, so plausible molecule for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, Real quick, Andy, real quick. Okay. Lay we you got a me. fun little extra segment here, a little make them up segment. Yeah. We like to play pretend. <laughs> sure we do. Andy, if you were in charge of the new Project Bluebeam. Yeah. What is your new Messiah and your new world religion in order to replace all other religions? And Andy, you cannot cop out and say no religion at all. Wow. Okay. Uh, I wasn't gonna cop out. Okay. And frankly, I'm incensed that you would even suggest that. Andy, I Andy, what out. you do with the rest of your family is none of my business. Jesus Christ. Whether you want to have incest or not, uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to watch all my corners. Okay. Look, uh, I know you. I know how you operate. If so I'm a satanic ghost, yeah, I am. If I was gonna start a new religion, new world religion, um. I think there's only one one direction for me to go, one direction. Say hello to the new Messiah. Harry, Harry. Styles yeah no <laughs> the Messiah would be me uh and I think that's obvious. uh if I was gonna start a religion, I wouldn't make somebody else the Messiah. Um, I would um basically uh take credit for being like um a time traveling miracle worker. And I would, uh, I mean, anything that you can't prove with science, I would just take credit for. <laughs> and I would, you know, say, oh, well, I proved it by this thing. <laughs> and it would be, you know, real shoddy proof. Yeah. Um, But I think the thing uh, you, you got to think about with a religion is how do you get people to believe it? And so... I would definitely have to do some, there would be some like punishment element to it, Ooh. you know, for like, uh, Oh, look, they didn't believe in this thing happened. Yeah. And their leg got sawed off in the night. Right. You know, something weird like that. By a satanic ghost with a saw. <laughs> yeah. with a bone saw. Yeah. I haven't Ooh. worked out all the particulars yet, but that would be, that would be kind of the, the way a skeleton with a bone saw. <laughs> Um, that would be kind of the direction I would go his name is Uncle Stabby Uh, but ultimately the religion uh, what would what would the focus be it would be like just doing stuff that I think like the the real cardinal sins of my religion would be all the bunch of stuff that I think is um, annoying so people would be form better orderly cues when lining up for stuff people would be more courteous yeah and if not a a ghost in the middle of the night is going to saw your bones off right or you know if you if you don't pick up after your dog you could be executed <sighs> that's a big one yeah you could be executed yeah you no you wouldn't be executed but you would then have to uh actually i think i would make you a slave to a dog jeez like you would live in a cage in a place run by dogs that's your penance you have to live in a cage right <laughs> That's what the priests of this new Andy religion are going to say. Right. You're you're doing confession and they're like, right. "Well, sorry, I'm sorry fa- father, but you'd probably go you'd probably call your priest Fajas cuz you love uh Austin Powers gold member so much. <laughs> I love gold. I'm sorry Faja, for I have sinned. I would either be that or it would just be I'm sorry daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All your priests are called daddy? <laughs> ah. I'm sorry, Daddy, for I've sinned. I did not pick up after my dog <laughs> excremented all over the sidewalk Forgive in the me, snow. daddy. Forgive me, Daddy. For I've sinned? Like, be at peace, my child. Live in a dog's cage and be a slave to your dog, Master. Uh, my priest would have to get married. <laughs> As punishment? <laughs> no, just in general. That's the proof their uh, yeah. loyalty. It's like you have to endure this? You have to get married. Um Do they have to get married <laughs> they don't have to be married to become priests, but they have to get married in order to join the priesthood yeah. right wow uh there would be much more many more defrockings just because <laughs> that's fun, yeah, people would be frocked and defrocked oh yeah at at will, oh Jesus, wow, or should I say, oh Andy? um and i would uh take over ibm's watson and <laughs> watson would be uh the leader of the religion when i die oh wow ken jennings look out you're not joining this religion yeah, watson would be programmed with all of my biases but also any other biases it previously oh my god <laughs> developed you better be hopeful that internet trolls don't get a hold of fucking ibm watson or it'll start uh spewing racist and uh you know, terrible stuff, <laughs> like they did to all the other uh, uh, chatbot AI machines that oh yeah companies build yeah like that Microsoft one. <laughs> Maybe I'll just make a chatbot my <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of Watson. <laughs> all your followers have to communicate with the chatbot. Yeah, this religion's weird. I like it. Good bot. <laughs> Good bot. Wow. Well, that's Andy's bot religion. He's gonna have a bot mitzvah. Uh listeners, let us know uh your thoughts on this episode, your 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 thoughts on Project Bluebeam and what your New World religion is and what your Messiah is. Let us know, and we might read
0: it live on the air.
1: I got a good hashtag for that. Andy, let me hear that hashtag. Hashtag my own personal Jesus. Wow. Props, Andy. That's a good one. Thank you. Duran Duran. We got to get Durant and out of here, huh, Andy? <laughs> it's time for us to leave the bunker. Uh, tweet at us at Mr. Bunker pod. Email us Mr. Bunker pod at gmail.com. gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Hashtag my own personal genius. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> fuck. I need some food. Oh God. Andy, let's happening. go get some chicken wings. Anyway, let's go get some riblets and some riblets. For The titular Mr. Bunker and for my swashbuckler, Oh, co host. Wow. Arr. Andy Hart. <laughs> I'm the Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Yummy. <laughs>